Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Hit Points Podcast. I hope you all have been enjoying the show. For those of you who have been, thank you so much for leaving us a review. And if you really want to help out, go ahead and mosey on over and leave us a little review, good or bad. It doesn't matter. It all works in the algorithm to help us. Yeah, so let your opinion be heard, fellow friends. But in the meantime, uh, we've been having a lot of fun with this, and we really appreciate all of your support, everybody. Um, and you know what? You know what? We do have an email as well. So if you want to hear, if you want us to answer any questions you may have, you can send your questions to refillyourhitpoints at gmail.com. All right, guys. And without further ado, let's go ahead and refill our hit points. Everybody, we're back. We're here. I'm back. It's good to be back. Yeah, Matt, you're back. You're it's back, nice Matt. to be back. It's nice <laughs> to be back. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, man, I missed you guys. Yeah, man, it was, it was fun. Uh, we missed you, of course, like we yes. said, but it was a lot of fun uh, doing that episode uh, last week with Emily. Uh, talking about the Bioshock and all the other good books and all that. We, yeah. yeah, we planned out our Bioshock yeah. episode. We've teased, <laughs> we've we've mentioned doing a Bio Bioshock uh, solo episode for a while now, and yeah. I think we have, we are approaching we it. We are very much approaching it. So, how you been? I'm doing well. And uh, for those who don't know who we are, I'm Al Cevedo. I'm Naeem Stewart. And I'm Emily Rose Jacobson. <laughs> your little your hit points panels lists. I don't know what they call our hosts. I don't hosts. know. Hosts. I was thinking. I think we're hosts. Yeah, we're not panelists. What am I talking about? Hi, welcome to. <laughs> To our panel. Oh, we're we're on uh, Comic Con right now. Yeah, you just we are. We're guys. in front of a crowd right now. Yeah. Oh, you hear them? Oh, they love <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, it is Comic Con week this week. It uh, is. Which Comic-Con's is on the brain. Which uh, you know, we didn't write this down, but now that we mentioned Comic Con, before before we get into what we've been playing, I kind of wanted to uh, ask you guys, what do you think's going any? Because usually there's something gaming related at Comic Con, and what I mean by that is there's an exhibit and demos and stuff, and uh, I have seen nothing. From like Nintendo usually has like a, a treehouse or last a, year, yeah. they do it. They did it every year. Like the last six years I've been or so, they've been having that. And I look forward to it every year. I haven't seen anything well, about since it. Well, I think we had Sony and Warner Brothers both pull out of. Uh, I know Warner Brothers for sure pull out of SCCC. Yeah. We're kind of seeing a, a, a decrease in companies this year. So Nintendo may have been one of them, or who knows? Maybe they're going to surprise us with something last minute. I looked at the SDCC. Uh, Exhibit hall, mm. uh, floor plan the other day, and it's so funny. The little video game section is like me right in the corner. It's just oh, <laughs> there's Capcom, Capcom's there's Nintendo, there again. and it's oh, like, Nintendo's still there on the I floor. I think so. Let's pull oh. if we pull up an SDCC 2019, uh, the f- show floor plan. I think we'll be able to see it. But it's a nice little small little video game area. There is the Marvel Games panel that we will get more information. About, about Avengers. Avengers, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. See, I look right over oh, here. Oh, they still have There's a gaming Nintendo, section. Ubisoft, Ubisoft and Blizzard, of course. Blizzard, Capcom, Bandai Namco. There's That's a nice great. little video game That's section really off to the right. Capcom. What's <laughs> Capcom <laughs> going to be showing off? Uh, gosh. Maybe. Resident Evil 3. Resident, uh, 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 I'm trying to think. What Capcom games are coming out. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm excited for that because that looks like a pretty big booth. Nintendo will probably have... Uh, the new Pokemon and Luigi's Mansion. And Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 that will come out that Friday. Yeah, yeah I think so, for sure. 
Um, Ubisoft is over there. That's going to be really cool. I don't know what's over there. Yeah, Ubisoft is um, it's uh, Watch Dogs, right? Watch Dogs Legion, yeah. which is going to be uh, – that is one of my most anticipated games. Man, I'm so excited about that I didn't get to do that, that E3, game. so I'd love to go check out that demo. They didn't have a demo. They didn't have a physical demo. It was, a pre- it was kind oh, of more of a, of a walkthrough, gotcha. which I was fine because they're like, hey, look, this is still the alpha version of the game. We're still working on some stuff, which yeah. I'm like, I understand because you're making every NPC playable. <laughs> you work so hard, my beautiful Ubisoft children. You keep going. You're giving me such a good game. <laughs> Innovative. <laughs> and I Bondi. don't care if I don't get to pl- demo it. <laughs> Just keep working. And I, I promise you, Bondi will have the new Dragon Ball Kakarot game. Oh, well mm. then, yeah. Yeah. Which uh, we could probably play it. You could have played it at E3, right? I, I, saw a, I saw the booth for it at E3, but I didn't have time to go check it out. Right. I, I only had one day at E3. Up to Raditz. Oh, but I know sweet. they have the whole DBZ uh, sagas, like uh, from. Yeah. You know, Which is great. Till, uh, boo, I think. All the way through. It's all DBZ. Yeah. Like straightforward. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the other games they're showing at the Marvel Games panel include Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, which I'm sure we're going to get more about this X-Men DLC. Yeah. x Men's not in the game? I thought they were. I thought it was DLC. What? what? Look it up, look it up really quick. I'm pretty, I think there's going to be X-Men DLC, but like Wolverine's in it. And like, you know what I mean? Like, like we're still getting, like it's, there's in it. There's some of them in it like now, but I think we're gonna get like an actual full DLC thing with a lot more. Well, I've X-Men. seen like footage of them yeah. fighting at like the, Wolverine's the on the cover. You yeah, know what I mean? I've seen them fighting okay. at the the, the, yeah, the uh, You're thinking of I think I forgot I don't know exactly what you're talking about, and I can't think right. I don't have a Was brain it the reveal it. trailer that I'm thinking about that they showed it at, at E3? Look at the DLC if they have. All I know is that you know whatever they're gonna be showing, I, I'll be playing it. Because I'll be picking it up this Thursday night, and I'm going to be playing it Look all day one. while we're waiting for this Marvel, you know, this Marvel thing to go down on Saturday. Well, I'm going to be playing. Half, right? That Marvel. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I don't know what to expect, but I know it's going to be exciting. So this, is, I'm just really happy that we're actually getting gameplay at Comic Con because uh, I, I was like, I didn't hear anything about we it. We don't know if the content revolves around the Fantastic Four, the X Men, and the Marvel Knights. Yeah, we do know. So each of these DLC packs, I'm guessing, will be just oh, more okay. X Men. Okay. The Fantastic Four yeah, and exactly. the Marvel Knights. Exactly. We're also getting, which I'm really excited for, because I love VR. Iron Man VR. I don't oh, know if you guys no. played the Batman VR. I'm guessing it's going to be something fairly similar. I'm really excited. I hope it has like the whole overlay. Yeah. The visor yeah. overlay. Dude, that'd be, oh, that'd be so sick. I'm excited sick. to see what that is like, and they, I want to do it. They show footage of that, right? They have a video somewhere. What? Yeah. No, I have <laughs> I not seen sh- it. Wait a minute. I could have Good thing we have a computer <laughs> by us when we're doing this podcast. Can you imagine if we just did this? Yeah, what? They, they showed it. I remember them see, showing it. At, I think it was at E3. They showed it. But uh, I'll skim through it. But yeah, I Hello, remember. Sh- what I didn't oh. show you this, but yeah, Ooh. they didn't show gameplay. They just showed, show a, they showed trailers. So Not maybe actual you, gameplay. Oh, well, they, there you go. You got the UI. So. <laughs> uh, what does it say down there? When was this trailer debuted? This was in uh, oh March. Okay. okay, so PS coming to the PSVR. God bless you, okay. PSVR. I have you. <laughs> uh, coming to the PSVR. In 2019. Okay, cool. See, I want to see more about the. Oh, he's punching. Where now I'm just narrating a game trailer that you all can't watch, <laughs> or you are not watching with us. I, I would, I would, at some point later on down the line, I would like to do a VR centric episode. Just to just talk, talk about, about VR. Yeah. I think yeah. we, should, we could definitely do that. Yeah. We can even do point. it at my house because I have the PSVR and I could give you guys some games and okay. we could play a few of them. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I, I really want you guys to play Star Trek Bridge Crew because like that will be like, oh, yep, I see it. 
It's good. <laughs> cool. It's very, very fun. But yeah, so those are the games that will be talked about, as I'm sure we'll I also get news about, uh, like, the Marvel's game panel last year. It was a lot about their mobile games, and they also debuted the Spider-Man PS4. I was in the media boot. I was in the media box when they debuted that beautiful, beautiful red Spider-Man PS4, and I was right next to it, and I got to look up in all its glory. And then we tried to pre-order it, and it was gone! <laughs> it was gone! But yeah, it'll be curious to see. I think we're going to hopefully see more gameplay about Avengers. If it's the same thing they showed press at E3, I'll be like, okay. But I yeah. really hope they show us more gameplay that's later on in the game because what we got saw at E3 was essentially like the whole intro. I don't know if like, I don't know if the Marvel Marvel Games panel will show that. I think that's more like that's more a Square Enix feat. Like I feel like that's like their project. You know, what, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's Marvel, but I feel like Square Enix is the one who would show anything. I don't think we'll see anything from them. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna see. They made such a big deal at E3, and it's so close to E3 that they showed enough for that portion to win. When well, is it says, when is D23? it says it says outlining their plans for SDC 2019. Square Enix promised a special presentation okay, well. from the creative director of Crystal Dynamics, including new information about the game and the first public unveiling of gameplay. So I thought they were gonna. I thought I would have thought they would have held it off till D23, which is when. You'd think. I think that's the big tricky thing now too with Comic Con. The kind of the big air around Comic Con mm -hmm. is kind of slowly the air is being let out of the Comic Con balloon, so mm -hmm. to say, because now you've got NYCC, mm -hmm. which yeah. is really really big, and you also have. You've got Disney that now owns Marvel and Star Wars, yep. yeah. and they've got D23. So, of course, they want to debut special stuff at their own convention. And so, and then you've also got the Star Wars celebration. So, we're seeing these big other conventions kind of take on these big announcements and these big releases. Mm. So, it's it's really curious to see, yeah, what how, how Comic-Con goes over this year, in addition to what Comic-Con looks like next year. And now, if Warner Brothers does come back, if these other companies do come back. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, man. We'll see. Well, that should have just been a news topic. <laughs> I think well, we turned it news, into. We were kind of just I think mean, that's right great. Let's just jump yeah. into the news. Yeah. We can, we'll, we'll just do things in reverse order. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in other news, guys, there is a, a because of the outbursts of outcries of fans upset with Game Freak for not including all 800 or whatever, all the original Pokemon uh, in the new Sword and Shield, there is a new mobile game called Let's Go Pokemon that is literally <laughs> – like, it's a turn-based RPG that you make a party of three Pokemon, three versus three, um, and it looks it actually looks pretty fun. Well, they ripped a lot of the animations from a number of did. other games, including yeah. Pokemon and, and everything. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Um, I It kind of freaks me out a little bit. Why, Why does it? it freak you out? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it it's, just, it's something that's not made by the original creators? It's, it's kind of, like, messed up, isn't it? I feel like it's, like, super messed up, and we can't do anything about it. I mean, I, I, I was just looking over your shoulder how uh, the gameplay, and I was just like, it, it looks fine. I mean, but so it's so explain me what the situation is. Is it, is it a number another company that Nintendo's not uh, own that doesn't own, or so Nintendo does not own this company. It's like Did they give I would say it's like no, 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 no. So they're just releasing this content. Wouldn't that be blocked? It, it's complicated, mm -hmm. right? Because it has to do with like. The uh, uh, I don't know specifically why it hasn't been blocked, but yeah. the fact that yeah, it's um, who knows, uh, yeah, it's just right now it's just a fan developed game that has just making a lot of waves. Well, who's the publisher? Is it? It's you don't know who it is. It's just, I don't even remember what, uh, like it's it's some new thing. You know what I'm saying? Huh. 
it's like a fan made thing, dude. Like it's I'm not look up on their it's YouTube. not a real Pokemon product, but but people are playing it. And it's been in development for a, a good while, considering how it looked when you show, when I showed the video. It looks well, you know, well done so far. Yeah. I, I mean. I, I I don't know. Is there a release date for it? No, or none like that, right? For Let's Go Pokemon? Yeah. I think it's on iOS right now. Wait, it's a <laughs> wait a minute. I thought it was just in development. It's available now. Yeah, dude. It, I'll look it up right now for you. It says new beta, Android iOS. <laughs> Let's go Pokemon Mobile. <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the um. I'm on the YouTube channel, so I'm on the YouTube channel that published this. So it says, let's go Pokemon Mobile, new Pokemon gameplay, Android, iOS, uh, Android coming soon, iOS coming soon, <laughs> malware channel. Uh, so, yeah, new beta gameplay. So this is this video that has been surfaced that everyone is watching. It's this uh, beta gameplay of essentially this iOS Pokemon game. Yeah, this this will come and it'll go. You know, this will not... I don't imagine this like staying or being here for a long time. Just people taking advantage of the situation, man. Well, I think too. I think the reason why it has gotten so much attention is because of not only because I think people at first were like, "Wow, it looks so good," where it's like these are actually stolen animations yeah. from other Pokemon oh, games. Yeah, okay. and I, so I thought they made the animations and everything themselves. No, no, it's all stolen. Okay, yeah, this. Okay, this totally changed my perspective. Because I was like, did they just develop the game, whole game themselves and just put it out on it? Like, no, they stole a lot of they stole a lot of animations. They stole a lot of stuff. Yeah, this won't be on there too long. I, I mean, I don't know how it's, it's out in Japan right now, so I don't know how they work over there versus how we work in the United States. or In the United States, <laughs> the FBI <laughs> breaks through your window and says, put that game away! Stop you wouldn't steal a car. <laughs> <laughs> I love those commercials. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't steal, steal a television, talent. so why would you steal a movie? <laughs> so good. Good times, man. Good times. Well, I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up. It's this stupid. Is, this is pretty. Yeah, this is pretty bizarre. It's weird, right? It's a. It's a very impressive knockoff, but I think, and I think too, the reason why this has just come into fruition is because there's been so much. Uh, social media upset about Sword, Sword and Shield, Shield, which right. we already talked about. Yeah. Uh, I know that all of us here are not really upset about Sword and Shield. We're no. very excited to play no, that game because, you know, it's a Pokemon game, and yeah. it's going to be good no and matter so what. And so are all those other people. They're all going to play this game. They're yeah. They're all going to play Pokemon Sword and Shield. So, um, so yeah. Oh <laughs> I'm sorry. Look at this this <laughs> gameplay footage. I'm like, uh. I mean, it's really – the way it's built is very, like, it's definitely, like, a fleshed out – Yeah. 3v3 mobile game that's just been skinned it feels like with with pokemon now there's a ditto on the loading screen um it looks like it they took some stuff from po uh, pokemon stadium or mm -hmm. pokemon and pokemon yeah of course uh, uh, it looks uh, i gotta say it actually looks pretty good uh yeah uh, okay you know? Oh, uh, I know. Alex is not that small, but whatever. Well, if you <laughs> see this game, I'm letting you know right now it's not an official pokemon property, so don't play it! Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's the Don't tricky thing it. too. Is 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 yeah. It's if you are if you are truly a Pokemon fan, it's supporting the original property, supporting those people who make it. Because right. like Does it isn't it isn't just the companies that are behind these games. There's a ton of developers and artists and writers and technicians and families and, families and, and people. children. 
and people who were all affected. <laughs> Daddy, where are you? I, like that, dear dad. Dad couldn't be at this kid's softball game <laughs> because his dad was working overtime <laughs> to deliver a property uh, because they set a release date. And if this wasn't Nintendo, if it was, uh, say, this was Activision or or, some, or not Activision, uh, um, uh, uh, Blizzard, right? <laughs> and they had to reach the deadline. So I was like, I'm sorry, son, I can't make it to the rest of the season. So he stayed and, and slaved away at this game, chipping away and seeing pictures of his son on social media. It's like, I wish I was there, son. Oh my God. Behind <laughs> every game. Your papa. <laughs> Your papa misses you, my boy. Papa misses you. I wish I could be with you, my my beautiful boy. Uh, well, okay. Well, we'll I see. think I think yeah. I think a lot of people were like, "Man, how does this look so good?" And Sword and Shield can't even put all the Pokemon in a Pokedex, like we said. I think we've talked about this already. And Naomi, you can attest to this mm-hmm. because you work in the in the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. Is that it's it's not all just about giving people what they want, and it's not it's like some of these games are built certain ways, and are like there's a whole bunch of new stuff we're getting with Sword and Shield, including how battles work, including the open worldness of this game new like outfits new <laughs> exactly someone had to develop those new outfits but it's like there's certain things that take time and take development especially like if you're building an open world system for this traditional kind of really strict uh, linear like game then there's going to be a lot of work that goes into it and a lot of programming a lot of time and a lot of process and data and mm-hmm. whatnot yeah yeah a, a lot of uh, not, not everyone but there's individuals out there that, that want everything now as opposed to just waiting and till like a later date for a DLC to come in and uh, um, Game Freak has always pulled and done a good job with their content so far in my opinion with Pokemon games so yeah. they just people just have to be patient and uh, just trust in uh, Game Freak now you have you ever told everyone what you do Oh. I don't, I don't, you don't have to if you don't want I to. Yeah, that's that fine. I mean, I, I mean, I was at Hyper RPG for you know with you and yeah, yeah. everyone, but now I am a uh, lead artist slash assistant uh, art director at a video game company uh, called Turn Me Up Games. So, yeah. That's super duper <laughs> cool. No, that's super duper awesome because, yeah, we all have different places that we are in the video game industry, which I think is what makes this podcast really, really special is that yeah. we all have our different perspectives depending on how we work with the industry, because I'm very much from a media perspective. Right. You're very much from an interior's perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm Matt. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just No, kidding. Matt, uh, you, have, no. you have a bunch of experience, and you've also been a host, and you've actually, we, I remember you worked at the Nintendo mm-hmm. event. Yeah. worked at the Nintendo event. You've been uh, there, too, up yeah. there in uh, Seattle. Yeah. Seattle. So we we're all, we've all got like our, our we've all got our views and our shoes yeah. in this industry and it's interesting. Yeah, we work with a lot of devel- we're friends with a lot of developers too so we know like the ins and outs. So right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So it just yeah, if you're a fan of Pokemon, and even, like, if you're frustrated with Pokemon, like, yeah, guys, games change. Like, I know we all want the same things over and over again. Yeah. But yeah. times change, and game developers want to challenge themselves. They want to give you something new because they want you to, do, like, to fall in love with something new. Like, I know for sure not to just bring up Bioshock again, but gosh darn it, I sure am. Uh, 2K's got Bioshock. It's, it's if whatever title they make yeah. is not going to be the same as the other, as Bioshock or Infinite, because Ken Levine is no longer attached to the product. Right. Yeah. But... Who knows what that game will have in store? We just have to wait and find out. And so I think that's very much my approach to this industry because also, yeah, knowing all the people who work behind it and all the conditions and, man, so just support everyone in the video games industry. But, yeah, just everybody calm down, please. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're bringing you a new – I mean, it's not new, but they're bringing you an open-world Pokemon game you guys have been axing for how long? How long have people been axing for an open-world 3D Pokemon game, they could walk around and see people or Pokemon walking in the in the fields, like how they sh- they do in the shows. How long have people asking? What, what, 10, 20 uh, years? 
and they're bring, they're trying to bring it to you. Naeem, I've always wanted <laughs> And in then my, in my whole <laughs> life. Soon you'll be chased by a choke trying to punch the out of you. I mean. <laughs> that my dream is <laughs> to realize. Your dream is coming. So just be patient. <laughs> you'll get all the Pokemon soon. So Yeah. Speaking of food. Oh my gosh. How did you get what? food? <laughs> Guys, right now there is a promotion for Final Fantasy XIV online over in China uh, where if you eat if you eat at KFC Kentucky Fried Chicken to our international Wait a minute. How did you associate my choke and punching the shit on somebody to chicken? Uh, so You're going to choke on all this chicken you're eating if you're going to do this Final Fantasy That's promotion. That's right. So this Final Fantasy promotion... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what is the episode? I missed you guys. I missed you guys. This Final Fantasy promotion, guys, is, is where if you go to a Final Fantasy, if you go to a KFC in China, there's a very specific thing you have to do. You have to dine in. You have to order a specific meal that is it's a giant meal, uh, and you get a specific chocobo that you could ride, a black chocobo that you could ride in game. Um, and people are trying to do it. Wait, did but you associate a chocobo with my choke, and that's how you got the segue? Because they kind of sound similar. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this meal. So this meal, I'm going to explain it to everyone what it is. And this, so how it works is you have to go to a KFC. You have to sit down. Thing, that's a fat chocobo. Sit chocobo. down at a restaurant. You get this. It's a fat black chocobo. Um, you have to sit down at the KFC. They're watching you, and you <laughs> order this meal, okay? And here is what the meal is. It is, it is. it is a family deal for four, and you have to eat the whole thing by yourself. By yourself. Oh, I can't bring my family. And it is the following. One double chicken burger. One vegan mushroom burger. One five-piece chicken nuggets. Two original recipe chicken. One two-piece New Orleans chicken wings. One old Beijing spicy duck roll. And two Pepsi large and two oolong teas large. How much sodium is that? Oh, man. Is there, yeah. did, you, did you say that there was a vegan option on there? Yeah, a vegan well, mushroom dang. burger. I know. They they're the probably trying to introduce that and be like, hey, everybody, you get on the vegan train. That's per person. That's per person. I think they're trying to do this. I don't think they want a lot of people to have this chocobo in game, so I think they're trying to like give people cardiac arrest before, you can, before you can obtain this chocobo. Horrible. That's a lot. That's a lot of food. That's yeah, if you, so much you, grease coming down, going down your throat. If you have, actually, I mean, if we have our Twitter, I'll, I'll just post this picture. We keep for everyone. Saying we, yeah. we keep uh, saying that. We uh, I'm gonna post this on my on my Twitter. We'll make a Twitter. We'll make we a keep Twitter. saying that. Uh, <laughs> well, that's just the bit of the show. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We will make a Twitter. I'm sorry, um, but I will post this picture of what this is. What the meal actually looks like. That's what one person needs to consume. Mm -hmm. There's no way, and you only get one code for completing it. And then I think what you have to do is not eat for like two or three days. And then you eat. I know it's not that's not healthy for you, but yeah, I mean it's. I think you have to possibly approach. I mean, this is kind of like one of those like eating contests that they have at other places where it's like if you eat our impossible crazy monster burger, you get your picture on the wall, and if you do it within like thirty minutes, is there a time frame on this? I don't. Or you just have to eat it at the KFC because if there's not a time frame, uh, you can take your time for about like three hours. I'm sure you can't go in the bathroom and get rid of it. I don't think I can eat all that in a day. What is this called? Let me see how much sodium this is. I want some. Let's see if they can look at this up. How well, much? this meal, this whole meal is uh, the family deal for from uh, China KFC. That's what it's called? Well, it's just the family deal for four <laughs> at the chi in from the Chinese KFC. <laughs> so I looked up other food promotions while you're looking this up. I uh, looked up other food and food and uh, there were some fun science. ones. There's there, some fun there ones. was the Sumi pizza for Sumioni Demon Arts. 
Uh, it was a game at a at a Japanese pizza chain called Pizza California. They promoted a pizza that was riddled with squid ink that Ew. resembled the sumi style with uh, thick black smudges to form a vague connection between the game. So it was this essentially black ink pizza to promote uh, sumiomi demon arts. Wow, that's awesome. And I think, too, we've also had a history of, like, there's been... There's been promotions where you could buy things with well, your Well, yeah, order, you could you know? buy... I mean, like, Nintendo used to have a cereal. I think when Final Fantasy, what was it, 15 came out, they had all these cup noodle promotions. Like, yeah. you could follow these Final Fantasy promotions on the cup noodles because cup noodle you could make the noodles in the game with yeah. the new cooking mechanic. Speaking of KFC, um, back in the day, I wanted to go to KFC because I really wanted fried chicken. Remember when they put out the but double down uh, chicken? What was that? The, oh, yeah. the double down? Oh, God. That was like where the two chickens were the buns. Yeah, I remember. Well, right <laughs> now they're doing the atrocity that is the Cheeto KFC oh, chicken yeah. sandwich where it's like you get Cheeto, you get a layer of Cheeto in there. But besides just wanting fried chicken, uh, back then uh, they did a promotion with Pokemon where you can get – if you went to KFC and you bought a meal, then you can buy like – I think it was like a 5 or $10 plushie of a Pokemon. You and know you can get the Zubat. Uh, I remember the Zubat one specifically was the one I got. Uh, and there was a few others, but I don't quite remember. Do you remember that one? No. I'll tell you what I do remember. When you went to Taco Bell and you got the free PC games, you got free PC games from Pizza Hut and Taco Bell or the PS1 games they were from, fun. Like, from like Pizza Hut. You got like the PS1 kind of like demo disc. Those were really fun. Didn't Burger King do something like that too? It I wasn't think as so. good though. They, they and there was in cereal boxes too because I had oh. a really sick version of Carmen Sandiego for the PC that I got out of a cereal box. Oh, yeah. I remember oh, yeah, that that's one. Great. Was that the one where you had to like – do puzzles across the map. There was like a word computer that was like locking uh-huh. all the other agents in and you had to save the agents yeah, by finding the different that. keys. Okay. It was yeah. a good game and it came yeah. from a cereal box. Do you remember the Burger King Pokeballs with the golden card for the yeah. promo- Pokemon the first movie promotion? Yeah, I remember those. I remember that too. We have all of them still in packaging and I don't know when my uncle's going to let us have them. <laughs> He's probably never going to. He's like, you. the retail value is going to get so high on these Pokemon cards. <laughs> That's what they said about Beanie Babies and now everyone has like, we oh, have like, yeah. we have like, in my garage, this is your this is your college tuition. Right here, in my son. garage in Texas, we have like a, just a container full of Beanie Babies that are oh my God. that are worth nothing. The Beanie Baby Man actually made, bought a hotel. He, he constructed a hotel in San Diego. I think he can go to his Beanie Baby hotel. <laughs> well, he guys, so many monies. I don't know about you, but I'm full from all this news. Did you even like? Did you ever dying. like? Did you I, I, at some certain point, I mean, you, I would imagine. Uh, double down is 540 calories. I would imagine everything of on that that list is that amount. I think all this is every double down that I would imagine. That's over probably. I I could guesstimate that's over 5,000 calories right there. I hope you guys made room though for a light this, dessert. This, oh no, God! Because <laughs> we're going on to our main topic. Wait, before we do that. Should we just say what we've been playing? I mean, we just had a really good story. <laughs> that was a really good transition. You can you can do it after what we've been playing. All right, all right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> We're off the rails today. I know this is a very fun one. Uh, I've been playing, and I just beat uh Detroit. Um, Ooh, what'd you think? Oh my god, it's so good. Oh man, it's so good. Uh, I don't want to talk about the endings I got because there's so many different endings and different pathways you could go. But that game, man. It it did something to me emotionally. <laughs> it's good. I really love that game because I to me that is a, a big future of video games. I mean, we've seen it in like Until Dawn, yeah, and even with The Last of Us, this mocap kind of like games are no longer just becoming voice acting, but actual mm-hmm. like acting, acting. And we we're being because of the technology that we're able to capture people's faces and emotions, yeah. it sells the performance even more. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what comes next. I yeah, I really loved. Uh, 
Detroit Became yeah. Human too. It was so hard to distinguish at times what was real and what wasn't. What based on the facial uh, animations, it was so good with uh, some of the actors. Uh, one of the actors, uh, I think, was in Flash. I forget his name. He was a general at some point that was dealing oh, with Rod. He, um, uh, he was a tall white guy. Oh, you know who I'm know, talking about. I know. Oh my god, he always like looked a- mean. Uh, but uh, yeah, and the was, Flash. He was in the Flash at one point. He was dealing with Grodd at one point. He was like his. He was trying to capture Grodd or something oh, like cool, that cool, on, cool. On, the, on the Flash. But yeah, that actor Jesse Williams is the main one of the main uh, guys you play with. Uh, some of the actors you see in like uh, different movies and TV shows. But it, just all in all, that game is really good. It's free actually on PlayStation Plus right now, so you can actually download it if you have PlayStation Plus. Nice. And uh, yeah, I definitely would encourage anybody that hasn't played it to play that game at least once. Yeah, I need to play mm-hmm. it still, dude. It's, it's free, so you, you could, should download it on PlayStation. I'm Plus. so bad with those games because I'll be like, I'll finish a chapter, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, I don't like how this ended, <laughs> and I'm going to restart the whole chapter. Uh, be like, I want to save this person, or I don't want that. How did you die? i got to redo it. I'm so bad with those games. Uh, and I mean, I think one time I had Jess come on and play kind of like a similar game until dawn, mm. and Jess just wanted to make all the chaotic like Jeez. mean choices and of I was like course. no you're gonna kill all the kids <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna win it's not the good ending that's me that's me as a gamer well, what, if, what, if what you are you playing, playing? I mean, i've been playing slay the spire nice i've i i uh zach actually told me about this game and then i looked into it and i wrote about it for geek girl authorities june's most anticipated games i've never really been into roguelike games i understand that and this is the first one where i'm like oh gosh darn this is fun it's card-based gameplay which i've been getting into i think i think a birth by sleep was actually my first card-based game i ever played or uh was it birth by sleep or or you're thinking or chain of memories I actually didn't play Chain of Memories until recently. I didn't play on the GBA. I played Birth by Sleep, actually, next. I went Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 2. My friend gave me hell for, for missing uh, Chain of Memories. But then I played Birth by Sleep on my brother's PSP. And that had kind of card-based battle in which, like, yeah, yeah you yeah. build up your attacks based on, the, like, different cards and different Keyblade moves. So I've, I've always been interested in card-based gameplay, and I've liked what I've played, but I've never, like, actively sought it out. But then Zach was like, you got to play Sailor Spire. And I've had an absolute blast with it. It is so much fun. And the procedural generation is really good, too. Yeah, it's, it's real It's good. hard when it's, like, there's some games where, like, there's some rounds where you go through and you're like, oh, my gosh, I have such great cards. Like, please let me live. And you always get TKO'd. And then there's games where, like, I'm advancing so much. And I'm like, no, I have the worst deck ever. I'm going to die horribly soon. <laughs> End it now. But <laughs> yeah, that's that was the game you was playing on stream at one point. Yeah. Right? Okay. That's okay, a cr- it's sure. so good. Okay. It's really good. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I've been really busy this week, so I've just been kind of putting my time into that, and then I reinstalled Red Dead Redemption 2 back on my, on my, on my PS4 too. today, because I was like, oh, gosh darn it, i got to go back and visit you. <laughs> Those I've damn old Driscolls, you know, they, they uh, need a, someone to that. beat them up. Did you beat it yet? No, I never beat it. <laughs> I'm going to knock over my cop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what are you doing? I, I got sidetracked. Oh, man, you should. It's you true. Should. It's I got, like, really deep into it, and then, like, what part did you uh, get something to? new came out. Uh, chapter 2. I did chapter what? 2. What? So I finished chapter 2. And then uh, I was like, this is a good place to take a little break. And then I never, I, I like, for, I forgot. So Gosh, darn it. maybe I'll go pick that up again. You know what I mean? You have so much, you have so much to go. You have, you're that, you have like an entire game waiting for you. Yeah. Dang. Well, <laughs> it hasn't really started. Uh, kind of. 
in a way. You're kind of you're you're it's ramping up at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just finished chapter it's two. real good. And I mean, you know, as great and story driven as that game is, what I've been playing this week is uh, a little something called uh, <laughs> Tetris '99. Oh Maximus. Oh, you back on that? Uh, dude, I went back because it was the it was the Maximus Cup. Have you ever done one of those? No. It's I like it's no. like this, they're equivalent of like a splat fest. It was this festival Ooh. where you're competing. You're just okay, trying to like rack up points. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And 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 everyone's themed. And then if you collect, accumulate enough points, you get that theme permanently. You can switch your theme. So this this one, because the last Splatfest is happening this weekend, uh, which is Marina versus Pearl, which is Chaos versus uh, new or Chaos versus Order, mm. um, they did a Splatoon theme. So and, and it, which is more, it's so fun because you're playing Tetris 99, but the theme, like the skin, it looks just like Splatoon, and they even play the the, the music from Splatoon. Yeah, that's a, pretty fun. Even when I you like get that. when you get like through the top 50 and uh, and it speeds up, the music changes too. Like it's like like at the end of a Splatoon match where like, like they hurry up. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, this is so great. And I got the skin, and I had a lot of fun. And I'm back. It really, I just got like, deep diving into Tetris again. It's pretty crazy. You can never go wrong with Tetris. Tetris, Tetris is classic. good. I love Tetris. Yeah. You can't. I got a controller. I'm like, I gotta figure it out. Uh, that one I got for my birthday. Yeah. I picked up a um, a modif a modified pro controller that was an SNES Classics uh, look. Dang. SNES like skin, you mm -hmm. know, with the purple and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and when I played Tetris 99, the D-pad was like not functioning correctly. I was like, no. Oh. So I'm gonna see if it works with other games. But like the D-pad, because um, when you press up on the D-pad, it, it Puts it down immediately, right, yeah. and like when I go left and right, it would just throw things down, like as if I was pressing up. I was like, no. no. Oh shoot! So. I hope there's nothing wrong with your controller. That's the worst. Thanks, man. It's a nice controller too. It's a. Can you just I'm return playing. it and get another one? Um, I got real cocky and threw out the receipt. Okay. I was like, so it's my fault. Yeah. But I was just like, it's, it's <laughs> I did it. We got it. <laughs> and I threw everything out because I'm like a neat freak. It's really. Uh -huh. I'm like, I gotta keep my apartment clean. Yeah. So throw out all this trash. Yeah. <laughs> Come Won't on. need that anymore. This controller, I've got this controller for life. Yeah, All right, oh hit us with that transition, man. Oh, man. Well, I hope you guys left some room for a light dessert. That was not as much enthusiasm for that one. Got to do it again. Uh, well, um, I hope you guys are ready to switch things up really lightly. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I like a light that switch one. up here. Like uh, guys, we're talking <laughs> about our main topic today is the Nintendo Switch Lite was announced for Nintendo last week out of nowhere at like 5 in the morning in Pacific time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, we all woke up like Christmas, like a sweet Nintendo Christmas. It was like, it was like Christmas, but like you still think it's July. And it's like, oh, my God, Christmas is today. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I forgot. I totally forgot. Well, what I think happened? I think this is something that like people have been wondering about. I think this was a big speculation at E3. Was like, okay, we know that like a pro is kind of. We know that there's a bigger version of the Switch in development. We also know that there's a light version of the Switch that's in development. When are we going to hear about that? We didn't hear about it in. We, yeah, we didn't hear about it at E3, so I think every yeah. I think it was kind of out of everyone's minds for a sec, yeah. and that's when Nintendo was like, "Oh, did you forget about the lights?" <laughs> and then uh, they were like, Boo, Boo, and they released it. They said it just exactly they were like, like that. Five in the morning. <laughs> you want this now, even though you already have one. I think yeah, and I think a lot of people were kind of like. Um, when there was a, there was there was as much excitement as there was. All right, R.I.P. 3DS and the DS. It appears that, that was the nail in the coffin for yeah. 3DS. Yeah, right there. Um, I kind of want to just get right into the meat of that though. It's like there are things I'm really excited about this, but things that I'm like, why? You know, my mm -hmm. 
like I think already the whole per point of the Switch is you're selling it as this thing as like it's literally in the logo and everything. It's like you know like Switch. You can go from TV to mo- like to handheld in a Switch, you know, in a click. Um, and I feel taking that port away, being able to transition it, you know, from TV. To, I think that's such a I know it's a four handheld only, but I, th- I think it's so weird not to have that function yeah. on there. I don't, you know what I mean? Well, I think this is, yeah, I think this is their answer to, okay, we got a, people really like the mobile part of our games. How do we make the Switch more mobile friendly? And I think this is how you do it, is you just make it the straight mobile version instead of being like, all right, because who knows? Yeah, and I think, too, this is especially geared for possibly kids. Like, just like the game. It reminds me a lot of the Game Boy Advance. Like, I had one of those growing up, and it was, like, in the different colors. And it was, like, oh, yeah, it's the next level of the Game I Boy. I think the skins are amazing. I love the skins. I want the yellow one real I bad. want the yellow one. Um, But I just don't – I don't understand that if this is your – like, it's – like, I just feel like it can't be – cost effective to take out that port i don't understand that i it's just i think it's like that's their big selling point for a nintendo switch is that you could do that um i mean i mean i'm also someone who who i hardly put my switch in the tv the last time i put my switch in the tv was to play let's go pikachu granted sometimes i put up that i will take off the joy cons and put up the mini screen but mostly i'm playing it like on the plane or i'm playing at work and i'm playing it in the handheld mode so I carry my Switch case with me everywhere because I always have my handheld mode on me. So th- to me, this is very much like, oh, okay, cool. So I've got my nice Switch at home that has my Joy-Cons that I can remove and I can party with my friends. But I also have my other, s- like, this is me with money coming out of my, my mouth, uh, <laughs> to say it nicely. Uh, this is also, and then now I have my portable Switch that is like, oh, this is my handheld only Switch. It's a little bit... It's a little bit smaller, yeah. Um, but like, I feel like with with the Switch's functions already as a portable, like I feel like it's already like a good. Like I'm not, I still think it is aimed for children and people who only will play handheld mode. But mm-hmm. I feel like if you're if you have an option where you can have it a little bit bigger and you can, you know, like you can have the the ability if by chance you wanted to play on TV, like you can just switch it over. I, I you know, I I feel like. I, and I'm I'm curious as as if if you went any smaller with the switch, would it would it be comfortable? Would that be? That's why I think it's for kids. I think it's for kids specifically. Like this is Pop Pops. Pop Pop has the main switch. This is my switch. This is my adult switch, where I have where dad has dad or mom or whoever they are, parent yeah. parent figure has all their games. This are my this is my switch. I paid my money for it. Okay, for Christmas, yes, you have your you have you have mini switch. You have switch light. That yeah. you can't break my Joy-Cons anymore, small children. Because uh, the Joy-Cons are not removable. And I think, I think, yeah, I think this will speak to yeah, to, to younger generation. I get and also it. to I the people who play it more, who want more. See, there might be a lot of people, too, who see this the normal size Switch and say, that's too big for me. I need something that's a lot more like than the I get that. It's co- I, get it for, I get it being cost-effective. I get, like, I, I am probably going to pick it up, Naeem. <laughs> Uh, because like I think two hundred dollars is like a solid price for that for people who want to get into it, um, but I'm just wondering like how that would work with like other games like you know there's games like they don't have vi- like they don't have uh, uh, vibration there's no rumble you know there's no Bluetooth true, yeah. like it's it's taking away so many like regular features that I think the 3ds like I don't think the 3ds 3ds didn't have rumble but no. It had like other things like gosh, it had it had what's it called? It had pass, uh, street pass. I loved street pass. Yeah, street pass was so great, and the way they integrated street pass into different video games, especially Animal Crossing, was brilliant. I'm trying to wonder though, because like if you look at Mario Odyssey, like some moons you have to find with Rumble. Like how are you gonna find those moons? Well, let me ask you this, Matt. 
So you're gonna buy. You're thinking of buying one, right? Uh, I'm gonna buy it. So let, okay. So I'm gonna paint the scenario to you. You have a switch right now, regular one. I got right? a regular switch right so now. So you, you buy the light. Now you have the switch and the light. I'm assuming you're gonna keep the regular switch at home to keep it on your TV. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're gonna take the light with you out and oh, go about. Oh, totes, So what happens when Nintendo's releases the Pro Edition, where it has better battery, most likely better screen. You, uh, I, I'm still, I'm gonna upsell. Wait, better graphics, just better, better machine in general. So you wanna s- get rid of your old switch to get that new, new Pro switch. Yeah. So now you have the Pro switch and the light. Yeah. The Pro switch can do both. We don't know how the design would look like. It will probably look more sleeker, more slimmer, better screen. Ooh, like yeah. I said. Yeah. Say those so words. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like say I that. said, you have that new one, and yet. Why do you need the light for? Um, because of, I want this. I want a lighter. But I what wa- if that new one is? I just is want lighter. the yellow skin, Naeem. <laughs> what if the new one? I want the DK what if, banana skin. What if the skin. pros they put out have those skins as well? I don't think it will. What if they do? I don't think it will. I I I, I wouldn't doubt Nintendo. I'm just debating it, and look, hear me out. I have a hundred dollar voucher for GameStop, so if it wasn't for the hundred dollar voucher, I probably wouldn't get it. Okay, there, you got it. Out I'm, of me. I I can almost guarantee you. I know how you are, Matt. If that pro comes out and you get it, you will not use that light anymore. I will guarantee you will not use that light anymore, and you will you will come back and say, uh, I kind of wasted money on this. I know how you are. I know you. You don't know me, dude. I think. You don't Look, know me. The, like like Emily said, the 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 light is for a certain audience for kids most likely. It, it has not as much features as the regular uh, the Switch. It, yeah. As well as it like it's got m- a higher battery life too. Well, because it doesn't have as much. Uh, uh, I'm I'm assuming it doesn't have as much uh, because of. And Joy-Con and Pro controllers can be paired with the system via Bluetooth. But you will need Wh- to purchase a stand. Which is weird because you, like you, you can't use, you wireless, can't use wireless headphones, headphones on, on, this, on, the, on the light version, which is... Uh, okay. You know, I'm curious, Naeem, if you can plug it into the TV. Because uh, if you don't have the dock, it. if you don't have the actual dock, you can still plug it in through the... There's, a, there's an adapter that allows you to plug in uh, to your TV with this little dongle. That plugs in through the charging port, and then there, it it, it uh, goes out to a power ca- uh, a power cable, uh, and your HDMI. But why would you need that if you have the regular switch? Um, you can't you can't take the Joy Cons out, right? Or can you? On the light. No, I just want the. <laughs> I want you can't remove the Joy Cons. Yeah. So y- y- what's the point of plugging into the TV then? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if you wanted <laughs> I'm, to. I'm yeah. trying to have you save money, man. I mean, look, like I said, the light is not for everyone. I'm well, it's for a certain. Uh, it's for a certain uh, audience. Audience. And uh, if you have the switch already, I think you're good. Until eventually they're gonna put the pro. Well, uh, on top of that, you have to ma- you have to think about how I think the next co- the next ge- console generation is gonna happen with the the new PS5 and the Xbox. How that's gonna stack up the the, the Nintendo Light, the Switch Light. How's that's it gonna like stack a year up and a half. It? It's yeah, a, a year it's and a half. To it's closing in, man. Yeah. Well, well what's what's four hundred bucks? You know what I mean. <laughs> What's four, what's four hundred bucks? <laughs> well, I think too. I think too. This raises the question of what all will the Pro hold? What will the Switch? Right. What will yeah. be? What will be the selling point of the Switch Pro? Will it be a bigger Switch? Will it be? I mean, I if I were to speculate right now, just going off the top of my head. So we have the Switch. I think the Switch is kind of. If we have two circles in the Venn diagram. The mm. Switch is where those two circles meet. I think the Switch Lite is for those who love portable. 
awesome. You get the Nintendo Switch Lite. Thing in the other circle, it's for those who love console home gaming on your TV. I think the Switch Pro, whatever it will be, will be bigger. I think it maybe will come with uh, the Pro Control. Like, it will come with controllers instead of just Joy-Con controllers. I think it might actually be more of a console console. Who knows? Maybe it will debut during this next era of the PS5 and in the new Xbox. And it will be like, okay, cool. We know you like the Switch, but if you want a more high-powered... A Nintendo console, here is the Pro. And if you really want your portable, not, not yeah, you just want to take your portable on the go, you liked your DS, uh, get the light. Or if you want the amalgam of the two, and that jives for you, if you're someone who really likes that, you go with the Switch. Well, That's kind of what me, my brain says, uh, the standard Switch. I think I think they're, if they're, if they're going to put a Pro out, I think they're going to eventually phase out the regular Switch that we have now and have the Pro as the main one. Similar to how Sony hasn't done it yet, but they're going to most likely eventually phase out the the base model of the PS4 for the Pro. Once the PS5 comes out, the Pro will be that that base PS4 they'll start selling. Those people were so happy playing in the commercial. (laughs) They always have good commercial sales. They always do. No one's going to be sad. Well, like, (laughs) oh, this is... No one's going to look directly in the camera commercial and be like, it just feels like a regular Switch. But, like, they look real happy. Oh my God. <laughs> on, on top of that, Matt, you've showed me plenty of pictures where you can customize your Switch already with different cases. More cases than what they showed it like that are really cool. I've got a cool sticker on my Switch. i got my, my Zelda sticker. Because people were like, I have it on. If you look at my Instagram, there's a picture of me holding up my yeah. Switch by my face. I have and that a, too. A bunch of people were like, what's that back plate? I'm like, surprise, <laughs> it's a sticker. <laughs> my sticker is, I have like a sticker too. $10 Danny Fernandez gave me my sticker. Oh, nice. It's uh, DK, but like as like... Like Super Saiyan uh, Gorilla DK. Okay. You know, like, oh, Goku yeah. gets big. Uh, yeah. It's like, it just has a like, DK tie. Also, like, Ozuru. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm interested to see when it comes out, how well it does, and to see kind of, yeah, what lies ahead uh, for Nintendo. And I'll tell you what attracts me to it. I do like the smaller handheld. I do miss my, th- I love my 3DS. It has a better D-pad, I love the right? D, it has a D pad. Yeah. The other mm-hmm. one doesn't have a D pad. Right. Um, and I kind of like the jo- I I do like the Joy-Con staying in, personally. I never use the Joy-Cons. I think Joy-Cons deserve to stay in. I don't know? really use them either, unless I'm out with friends if they want. And play. I love the I just love the, the colors. Okay. I like that yellow. The yellow's really <laughs> nice. The yellow's my I favorite. wish they had like a pink and a blue. I know we kind of get it with the sword and shield one, but I I almost want them to do. If you're gonna give me two pastels, you gotta give me all those pastels. There's probably gonna be a. Th- Gosh, can you imagine uh, there was a lavender one? one? Oh my god. I pr- I bet you there's gonna be a, a Nintendo Switch Lite special for Animal Crossing. I would imagine I bet. so too. Maybe, maybe for Luigi's Mansion. Maybe no, not. Probably it won't not. Get it. Probably Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Because there yeah. was a special Animal Crossing DS that came out too. Exactly. Yeah. 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 They know that that's the big Maybe one. they'll keep the lavender one from Metroid Prime. I just want lavender. You're going to give me teal or you're going to give me like a beautiful light yellow? I mean, I <laughs> yeah. do like it. I well, was very happy with my tweet that I tweeted the day that this was announced. And it was, man, that Nintendo light looks real good. My Nintendo Switch. It was the sweating <laughs> uh, key and peel gif. <laughs> uh, guys, we got to wrap this uh, wrap up uh, this Nintendo light conversation real quick. But let's go ahead well, first and do, uh, oh no, before we get into oh. that. Uh, let's do, let's do our final thoughts on Nintendo Light. I mean, are you gonna get it? No, I'm not gonna get it. I'm I'm fine with my. I just got the Switch. What? Uh, pretty recently. Yeah, not, yeah Maybe yeah. a couple of months ago. I opened it a couple of months ago, but I'm, I'm fine with the Switch. I don't need to pay another 200. I'll wait for the Pro. And M. I'm kind of on the fence. I while well, I have had my Switch from the beginning. 
Uh, I really like the portableness of it. And I, I play the Switch selectively portably. But then again, because I do that, do I need to have a Switch that's just going to sit around and kind of collect dust? Or since I already bring my regular Switch around with me. But a more compact Switch would be better traveling-wise as well. So I'm very much on the fence. I'm going to wait until it comes out probably and see how it is yeah. and see what the reception is and then maybe make uh, a purchase. All jokes aside, I am also on the fence. Because I need to see two things. I need to see how their cloud service is actually going to work. Mm-hmm. Will I be how fast, how efficient, how user friendly will allow me to uh, download game saves? Um, that's huge for me. And also, I need to know how it feels in my hand. I have no idea. Yeah, I need to know how it feels feel. and how it looks. Yeah. If I if it's if it's too small of a screen, I'm gonna stick with my regular Switch. Yeah. But let us know what you think of the Nintendo Switch Lite. If you are if you're interested in it, if you're kind of on the fence like us, or if you're gonna pass, or like what your kind of overall impressions of it are, you can do so by emailing us at refillyourhitpoints at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts. We love all the mail that we've been getting, mm-hmm. and I think this is the perfect time to go into that mail segment. Is this our first one? Yeah, this no. is our first couple, right? Yeah, we had our we only had our first email last week. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you yeah, are yeah. here. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you were taking care of someone like a kind person. Yeah, I was taking care of her. Oh yeah, we watched Veronica Mars. She was feeling better. That's good. That's okay, good. cool. But we have we do have uh, some emails. Name who is our first listener or, or first listener? Yeah, that makes sense. Who's our first listener who sent us an email? It's from uh, Cody McCarthy. Ooh. He writes, hey, guys, Cody here. You guys have been talking about a JRPG Mario game. Isn't Paper Mario a JRPG? They have made it. And Thousand Year Door Mm -hmm. is one of the best Mario games that has ever existed. I also think The Last of Us will be be an amazing book. Keep up the good work. Awesome. So, yeah, Matt, last week we talked about uh, someone proposed the idea of a JRPG Mario game. Mm-hmm. And what we kind of played around with the idea with was like, oh, yeah, kind of a Final Fantasy, like more like medieval. Like what if each of the Mario characters had classes right. and like that kind of very much the traditional like Final Fantasy IV uh, JRPG. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, th- it, it made me wonder because it's I mean, it kind of reminds me of the the seven Legend of the Seven Stars a little bit. I've never played Paper Mario. So his, what's, so his question is... is he, his, he was saying, okay, so you talked about a JRPG, because I think we said, like, ooh, a JRPG Mario game would be really cool. Yeah. And what Cody's saying here is, isn't there a JRPG Mario game that already exists? Paper s- Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're saying that it would be cool to see it in more of, like, a ve- more fantasy Yeah, more fantasy-inspired. Right. But, yeah, paper, you would consider Paper Mario a JRPG Absolutely. because it was turn-based. Yeah, exactly. And I would also agree that Thousand Year Door is the best... It's be- really good. Is in my top two favorite Mario games of all time, uh, or JRPGs of our t- uh, Mario RPGs of all time, because that game is so good. Mm-hmm. The score is amazing. The cast is phenomenal. That's a good choice, man. And then yeah. for books, uh, The Last of Us I think would make a really great book. I would love a prequel, especially of The Last of Us. That's that builds up kind of the world that we we kind of get hints of of how mm-hmm. this virus outbreaks and where this virus comes from. But mm-hmm. I think it'd be really fun to kind of. Or even maybe a book that details, because we already got Ellie's prequel a bit in uh, the DLC for The right. Last of Us. Then would be cool if we got a little bit of Joel's prequel, because yeah. we don't really know what happens between uh, Travis County, Texas, represent. Uh, and <laughs> that was my favorite part about that game, as soon as it introduced itself in Travis County. And his <laughs> accent was correct, because yeah. Texas accents are very, very specific. I was like, oh, I love this game already. It's great. It's perfect. Um <laughs> And, and yeah, and seeing his, how he gets, yeah, from Texas all the way to, where we start off, Boston? We ended, we go to Boston, go to Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, we start in Boston. We start in Boston. Yeah. 
I know we go to Pittsburgh at some point. Yeah. So how does yeah? So what's Joel's journey? How does he get from Texas yeah. to Boston? I but think that would be a cool book. And we, don't really have cool. To, we don't have to always. We don't have to focus on them as well. We could. There's such a big world. That you can have two new characters or just Ooh. Or whatever. Or um um uh Joel's brother. How he, how he got to the ranch. Uh, yeah, well, spoilers I like if you guys haven't played the game. You should be playing. Yeah, it's it's like twenty bucks on PSN right now. Yeah. like you get it for. Oh, super it was super cheap. cash. Yeah. I was at work, and just the director of The Last of Us Part Two just stopped by the office oh. and was like, just came in, and it was the same day that they had just wrapped filming on Twitter. I saw, and I was like, all right, cool. This is just the, the director of The Last of Us Part Two just chilled in my office, like, oh, <laughs> I have so many questions. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, what do you think about Last of Us book? I agree with you. I think that'd be freaking awesome to see, you know. Well, what what book have we? Oh, you you weren't here, of course. Uh, what, what book would bo- I think? Yeah. Oh, you're including if me you in last week's conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you had, uh, real quick, this is gonna be like. Oh my god. Real I'll be quick. quick. Okay. Uh, if you had to, so first, if there's any game out there that you would love a book series or like another book to expand upon that world, what would it be? If there was a game that I wanted, there's a game. If there's any game out there, like for me, it'd be Fallout New Vegas. I'd love a book about or prequel about New Vegas. If there is a game out there that you would love to read more about, for them to explore the world in a literary form, what would it be? What game would you pick? Oh, that's a really hard question. Uh you know, you know what would be fun? It it would be like a a little biography on uh, Tom Nook, because <laughs> like everyone's like, man, Tom Nook. He's like so mean. He's like making me pay all these bells, but like he seems actually pretty fair because you could pay it off whenever. And like he probably had like a hard life growing up. And well, I, now he's he like in the sole custody of mm-hmm. like his nephews. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, I would like like what's Tom Nook's story, man? Like, like he probably like tried to start a business and failed, and that's how he got oh better. Oh gosh. You know, and now he's like his humble, humble <laughs> servants. We just so. really need you to pay back your mortgage. We can call uh, it uh, uh, Tom Tom Nook. Uh, First leaf that fell off the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just heard that in Chris Bromante's voice for some reason. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then, okay, so follow-up question: Is there a book out there, any book, that you would like to see adapted into a video game? Oh, like a actual. Oh, oh my gosh! So, like for me, I said 1984, but it'd be a VR experience where you actually get to experience the world through the main character's eyes. Mm. Naim, I said uh, Dune. Dune and Ender's Game. Yeah. Dude, I was gonna say Ender's Game. Yeah, that's a good choice. It's already a video game in a sense. Then, yeah. um, oh man, I you know what would be cool is if you did. Uh, oh, what's that book? Like I, I, I. Lo- <laughs> it's kind of hipstery, I guess. I don't really know. I really liked Perks of Being a Wallflower in high school. And I, if that was like a like a story-driven, like like click-based game or like, mm-hmm. you know, I think that'd be really, really fun. Oh, like, I just thought of one. Speaking of Detroit Become Human, what if you did a Detroit Become Human kind of choice-based adventure, but it's set in the Great Gatsby universe? You don't get to play as any of the main characters, but you get to experience, you can like, depending on your choices, you get to maybe be in part of Gatsby's inner circle. Mm-hmm. You get to see different parts of the book unfold in different places. Oh, actually, I would That's also... I also really like to do a, uh, a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy game. That'd be that good. That would be yeah. like it would be like a funny Mass Effect. <laughs> a very funny, a very silly, a very mass sarcastic effect. Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. What's our next? Uh, we have one more question, right? Yeah, we do. It's from Aridance, I believe. Aridance. Yeah, Aridance. Oh, Aridance. Nice. Oh, I'll read this one. Hey, Emily Naim. Matt, you we, you were not here, so this is why this email is addressed to us. But you are here now. Oh. And Matt. Yeah, totes, totes. 
In regards to what series of books I would like, I would make a game from, the first thing that popped into my head was the Wheel of Time series. Although I think it would work best if it were more of a game set in the world of the series as opposed to something that follow that something following the actual story in the books. I think a quasi-open-world RPG could be really cool. Maybe something like Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, mm. Good game. Or Pillars of Eternity Deadfire, where you could pick a character from one of the factions slash character types seen in the books and then either follow a story created for the game or you could set it before the story in the book starts and explore one of the historical events that are mentioned. Love that. I'm not super That's familiar with the Wheel of Time book series. But the man, name it got me intrigued. But man, you, sure. you bring up Dragon Age, Inqu- Dragon yeah. Age Inquisition, so and how you're picking a character in the factions and just selecting that, and then exploring the world for that. Yeah. I'm on board. I love that idea. That's that's yeah, I like that. And then uh, when Emily, <laughs> that's me, uh, mentioned classical books, it made me think that the Iliad and the Odyssey could make for pretty cool action adventure games if they haven't already. Oh, that's actually very true. I would say a lot of Greek stuff too would just like. Would be really really cool. Well, actually, if you played Assassin's Creed yeah, Odyssey, I knew you was going to yeah. say that. It's a, I mean, it follows, it's a, it follows a lot yeah. of the that. Odyssey. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It follows it. It mentions the Odyssey. You go to the different places in the Odyssey, but it it very much is. It follows the kind of the narrative structure mm-hmm. of the Odyssey. I love that game so much. I need to finish it. I have not finished it because I like similar to you and RDR. RDR2. Yeah. Um, I get sidetracked by so many side quests, and I just love I running it, around dude. as Cassandra, and yeah. I'm having a great time because she's this beautiful buff woman, and mm. I'm like, I'm so empowered by this game. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I just keep leveling up my spear. That's yeah. what I keep doing. Um, it's a great game. Thanks, Ubisoft. Uh, but yeah, I think the Iliad 2, these kind of, yeah, these classical books, I think if we maybe, who knows, if we did read out these kind of classics into like Frankenstein or these other classical oh, novels. Sweet into um, video games, would that revitalize these books? Would people then want to read Yo, them like or what? If you did The Giver as a horror book oh God. or a horror game, I feel like that could actually work. But it's kind of changing the genre, but I think The Giver is kind of spooky. Is it? It's oh, not meant yeah, to really? be, but like the imagery of like these, like I don't know, in my head as a kid reading it, it scared me. Because it's like these black and white people, and they're so serious. Yeah. No color. But then you can like use magical colors. You know what I mean? I just thought of a book. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith was he did he did. I a am movie. legend. Yes, I am legend. Yeah, that, I would have thought. Oh, that. dude. Yes, <laughs> I am legend would be. Have you read I am legend? I have not read I am legend. Okay, it's really good. It's actually way better than a movie. Oh, uh, in dude. my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's way better. Yeah. It's it's also like based loosely off the Mega Man, which is a movie by Charleston Heston back in the early seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, uh, Dang. Yeah, but they were but in that one they were like. <laughs> they were more vampires, and they like spoke and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. yeah I don't want to spoil. You should read it. <laughs> I will read it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh. Anyways, great job as always. I look forward to the next episode. Thanks so much. Meredith, thanks so much. I love thanks, these dude. are great ideas, and these are like this is what we love about this podcast is like yeah, hearing because we can sit up here and we can think of ideas, but y'all have some really brilliant ideas that you've been sending to us, and we love talking about them because it just I'm sure it gets you guys inspired about games. It makes me super excited about games because yeah, like yeah. with games, there's there's unlimited possibilities. And what's so cool to me about video games is that you can honestly make your own. Mm-hmm. You can just download yeah. an engine and you can start, you can b- download a builder and you can start building your own game. And yep. that's why, like, it, the world, I love one of my favorite events is IndieCade, which happens in the fall yeah. uh, in here in LA. They also have a, a booth or they have a section at E3 every year. And it's just, there's so many amazing games out there 
that the people just put their heart into and that wanted to tell stories or it's just real fun mm -hmm. or who knows they just were like i have an idea for this and they make it and that's what's so amazing yeah yeah guys that is all the time we have for us today um i missed last week and really i was really feeling weak but Ah, here we are now at the end of this episode. I definitely feel like I refilled my hit I points. I knew you were going <laughs> to do that. I'm on a roll tonight. <laughs> Guys, uh, thank oh you so gosh. much. Uh, you can find me at Mass, the Mass Veda on socials. You can find me at the Vicious Fool on socials. You can find me at frankly underscore Emily on Twitter with an extra underscore on Instagram. And you can send us an email at refillyourhitpoints at gmail.com. And until next time, everyone, I hope you come back so you can refill your hit points. Goodbye.